0: Having traveled to seven different countries in the past six months, one question I am constantly asked is how do you afford that? People always tell me they would love to travel but don't have the money. Well, my friends, today is your lucky day because not being able to afford vacations is no longer an excuse. No, I'm not a trust fund or a sugar baby. I just use World Packers, and now you can too. World Packers is the safest community for travel and volunteering. With World Packers, I can explore, collaborate, and make an impact going virtually anywhere for basically nothing. All I do is type in a location and browse listings. With homestays and hostels to social causes or animal care, I choose my interests and apply to a variety of hosts. You can even read reviews and hear other World Packers' experiences to determine if it's a good fit. Just enter your desired dates and apply. It's quick, simple, and saves tons of cash so that you could put the money you would have spent on accommodation and food towards your flight. World Packers has been an awesome way for me to make connections, meet new people, go on endless adventures, and learn about myself. I used it to stay one month in Albania, and who knows where I'm heading next. Try it yourself, create an account, and use code COLETTI to save $10 today. That's C-O-L-L-E-T-T-I to take $10 off today. World Packers, where will you go next? Hey everyone, Lauren here. Welcome to PhD in Self Hatred. How's everyone doing? I have been putting off this podcast episode because I've had the most interesting week. <laughs> and this last week, things have really taken a turn. And I've been avoiding recording this because I don't really know what's going on. And it's just been a lot physically, mentally, emotionally, and I've been really scared. And everyone is asking me where I've been because I decided to kind of go off the grid. I deactivated my Instagram. I think it's been only a week at most, too, now, but I don't even miss it. I'm gonna be honest, I don't miss it at all. And if I didn't have to post something for a campaign that I signed up with a sponsor in a couple of days, I would stay off of it. But because I have that agreement, I have to reactivate it for a post. But I really don't miss it. I'm really glad that I decided to take a little social media detox and cleanse myself of all the noise the unnecessary you know comparisons and I don't think social media is bad it has a place but if you're like me I think many of us use it in excess and don't know the balance or moderation with it so I just decided to erase it altogether less distractions more productivity more time to focus on me and since I got home in July I feel like these have been the most eye-opening revolutionary past what's it been like four months in a long time now don't get me wrong when I was traveling around Europe this last year, it was life-changing. And if I did die tomorrow, I will say I had the best year of my entire life, despite everything that's been going on. So I found so much transformation in my journey, and I continue to find so much growth when I came home, which has been a brutal journey, don't get me wrong, but I do feel I'm healing. And I found a healing emotionally in June, July, August. And now it's time for my physical healing. And so what happened was Several weeks ago, I had taken a cocktail of medications and I don't know what happens. Obviously, I'm not a medical doctor. And if any medical doctors are listening, please, please, please contact me and let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear them or if anyone has experienced anything similar. So I took a bunch of medicines that were prescribed to me. And a few days after, I started getting really bad symptoms of what seemed like a urinary tract infection, but it wasn't because as someone that's had, I don't want to say many, but maybe like every time I I have sex, (laughs) essentially, I would get a UTI. So I haven't been having any sex. I've been celibate and I just had really bad pain and pressure. And then a week after that, I started having gastrointestinal symptoms that got progressively worse. And then ear infection symptoms. And then most recently, symptoms of not being able to move my limbs. And so systemically, it felt like my body was shutting down. And I am working on it. And I'll get more into that, but essentially over the course of the last few weeks, things changed drastically physically for me to the point where yesterday my body was convulsing. And I I thought because the doctor suspected I was having a stroke because of my left side being weak and numb. I thought, is this how I'm gonna die? And I've had near death experiences before, but this time I feel in the past versus now, I've made peace and I'm not afraid to die. I don't wanna die, (laughs) I don't, but if I were to die I'm ready. And it's not in a suicidal way. It's not, it's just, I feel like everyone goes when it's their time. And if it's my time in this incarnation, hey, I'm ready for the next. And I don't believe it's my time yet because I know for a fact I was put on this earth this time around. I came here to learn how to love myself. I know for a fact. Because my entire life, I've had experiences which led me to hate myself. Which led me to try to take my own life. Which led me to seek love from other people while refusing to give it to myself. And that manifested in so many forms. Self-sabotage, (laughs) self-destruction, addictions, disorders, abusive relationships. And it came to a head where in July I said, I'm taking dating off the table. I need to focus on loving myself and I got to a point in the last month or two where I started to feel I really did value who I am as a person and I really feel like I did raise my standards for who I will and will not let into my life and my body in the future and I have absolutely zero interest in letting anyone Disrupt that peace, that inner peace I've created with myself. But I still struggled with this one aspect, which was my appearance. And so I had an eating disorder, if any of you have listened to any of my past podcasts, for the greater majority of my life, for about half my life. It started in middle school. And I thought. That because I was no longer binging and purging, my eating disorder was gone. Because I was bulimic and I used to compulsively overeat and then I would restrict or do weight loss pills like hydroxycut or all these different diets and call out of work to exercise. And there was days when I would legitimately not leave my house because I was so ashamed about how I looked. I remember this specifically. I was so humiliated about what I looked like and I hated myself for it because I felt like inside I was so beautiful and I felt like internally I had so much to offer and I just asked God, why can't that be reflected on the outside? And so I took all these drastic measures to try to change myself. And in the process of doing so, I poisoned myself. I took Adderall and I took all these prescription medications. And then last year, Ozempic was released into the world. Maybe it was before then, but... It became popular and I got my hands on it and it became kind of like an addiction where I'd go on the Ozempic and I would lose all this weight and I would feel like shit, but I would lose 20 pounds in a month or six weeks. And I noticed my stomach getting flatter and my face getting slimmer and... I felt so beautiful. I felt finally like I was adequate enough to be loved because I lost weight. (laughs) And I know how distorted this sounds, trust me, I I am incredibly self-aware. But I didn't care that it potentially could cause problems. I didn't mind that there was warnings and it was high risk because I felt good about myself for the first time in so long. I was getting attention and I was able to wear clothes and show my body off and be proud of how I looked. So I just sacrificed my health because of that high, that external gratification. And so... I was taking this medicine because I was supposed to be leaving for Europe next week. And I wanted to look good. I wanted to be thin. I wanted to wear cute clothes and take nice pictures and just feel at home in my skin. Until my body reached its limit. And so I can't say what's going on yet. I have a suspicion, but I, again, Google is not my friend in this case. I have spent the last week Googling every symptom and every disease, and it's just making me very neurotic. (laughs) And what's that word for people that are obsessed with their health um hypochondriac I don't know if that's the word but it's debilitating as fuck and I know that my body dysmorphia led me up to this point and I don't know if I will be going to Europe next week I do plan to still go to Spain on November 18th 19th it's in two weeks And I am really hopeful that my body will recover. Because let me tell you this. People tell you things are chronic. People tell you things are irreversible and incurable. That is so fucking false. That is a lie. Everything can be cured. Anything can be healed. All can get well. Do you hear me? I'm not a doctor. But I am someone who has recovered, healed, gone into remission, and eliminated things that I was never supposed to get back from. I was told I would be disabled for the rest of my life because I had bipolar disorder. These doctors slapped a label on me. And I said, they said I'd never be able to live a normal life. I'd have to be on medication for the rest of my life, that I couldn't even finish my undergraduate degree. And guess what? I'm almost a fucking doctor now, and I'm not on any antipsychotic medications. I've overcome so much more than I ever thought possible. I have healed myself mentally, emotionally, physically from things that I thought would kill me. So I'm telling you for his hand, although I've never dealt like something with something like this before. People have self-healed paralysis. Paralysis, Dr. Joe Dispenza, if you haven't heard of him, look him up. People have healed stage four cancer. My grandma on my birth mom's side is one of those people. And she was from Peru. So she did all this natural shit. And like she knew and I know. I know nothing is set in stone. Nothing is a life sentence because everything is temporary in life. And that can seem depressing and that used to really scare me. But it also gives me hope. The body was made to heal. The body was made to regenerate. We are brand new physiologically every seven years. So I want to give you hope if you're struggling with something. That people tell you, whether it's physical, situational, relational, that you'll never get over. Don't take on their limitations. Please don't. I personally believe that physical ailments are an outward manifestation of emotional trauma. And your girl's been through a lot. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I have lived like 89 lifetimes in this one single lifetime and I am 29 going on 99 and the world continues to humble me and at this point I might just be the most modest person I've ever met in my life because I am humbled as fuck (laughs) and the universe has really woken me up this time guys. I loathed my body for so long. I saw it as the enemy. But I'm here to tell you, your body is not the problem. You are not your enemy. You're not. And this war on my body that I've been living for the last 20-something years, it's over. It's over. I refuse to fight my body anymore and i am so sorry to her that i ever did because they say you don't know what you have until it's gone and i very well have the possibility of my life being permanently changed right now and i am so scared I'd be lying if I said I wasn't horrified and I'm trying to stay positive because I know everything happens for a reason and there's always hope. I truly believe there are no mistakes in life and do I regret what I did to myself? Sure. Am I going to blame myself and beat myself up for it? No. This was part of my life's past. This was part of my karma, my dharma I had to learn this, potentially the hard way, but my body has gotten me through so much before, and I know that the worst is over, and I believe she will fight with me till the end. Your body is always on your side, even when it feels like it's betraying you. Trust me, I know. I felt my whole life my body was disobeying me because I just wanted to be skinny. So I starved myself. I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on procedures and chemicals that altered my body, but were just ultimately self-abandonment. And I refused to do that to her ever again. I'm looking at my body now. And I'm just saying thank you. Thank you body. And I'm so sorry I took you for granted. My entire life. I just wanted to find someone. That would love me. That wouldn't abandon me. That unconditionally stayed by my side. And guess what? I had it this whole time. My body. (laughs) She's always been here for me through everything no matter how many times i abused her she stayed with me she kept fighting for me she put up with all my shit she stuck with me through thick and thin through good and bad my soulmate i've been looking for this whole entire time was me it was me. She's been here all along, but I've just been so blind and I wouldn't see her. I refused to hear her until the point where she was just like, damn girl, I don't know what I gotta do, but you have to listen to me. And she made it to the point where I could ignore her no more. Her body is really interesting. <laughs> It sends us signals all the time, but we turn a blind eye many times. And it can cause us to do things that are out of alignment with our higher authentic self. But we do them out of ego and out of fear. And it's not an act of self-love. It's an act of self-hate. Which I am very well versed in, hence the name of this podcast. But if you feel you're suffering from body dysmorphia or an eating disorder, you're struggling to love the person you see in the mirror looking back at you. Let me tell you a month ago, I wasn't happy with the way that I looked. I would literally give and do anything to feel the way I felt a month ago, where I didn't have to think about things. I could just go on about my day and enjoy my life, enjoy being able to eat food, being able to go to the bathroom, being able to lift things. So I want you to think about that What are all the good memories and the great experiences you and your body have together? My body has taken me to the most incredible places. My body allowed me to dance and do yoga and write and type and walk and hug my family and enjoy food and just take a nice hot shower and meet people and do things independently she gave me the best year of my life this last year and i refuse to try to fix her anymore because she was never broken you are not damaged you don't need to be changed What needs to be changed is you need to make peace with allowing yourself to be who you are. I wanted to shrink. I wanted to be small because I was convinced that the the smaller, the less space I took up, the more, I don't know, desirable I would be, the more attractive I would be, the more worth I would have. And then I realized after yeah, all this, I was always deserving. It wasn't that other people disproved of me. It was that I rejected myself. I didn't want to accept myself. So now I'm here and I want to let you know, <sighs> one, if you are taking Ozempic, please stop, please. It's not worth turning your entire life upside down and losing everything to be thin. It's just not. It's really not the way. And if you think it's not hurting you, I also thought that it could never happen to me. I am not a fan of medication, it does more harm than good. And the pharmaceutical industry is so ugly because you have a symptom, right? That's your body telling you that it's in some sort of distress. Disease simply means lack of ease. The body is not in a state of homeostasis. So that's what symptoms are. When we get pain, it's telling us to back off. When we get anxiety, it's telling us that our nervous system needs to calm down. But what do we do? We go to a doctor who doesn't know us the way we know us. I've had so many doctors gaslight me. You know your body better than anyone else. You just have to tune in. And they give us a pill that doesn't fix the problem. Maybe it masks it or it decreases it for a short amount of time. But guess what? When you're taking that medication, that medication is causing an onset of other illnesses that are often invisible and you can't see for years down the line. So then you need another medication, which was their goal all along, because they don't want you to heal. Because if you cured yourself, they would lose money western medicine is necessary it saves lives but it destroys people because all they care about is profiting off of your sickness and in america i find it's normal to have a disorder it's normal to be sick we all know someone with cancer guess what guys that's not fucking normal it's not other areas of the world you go it's absurd we look obscene to them that everyone is like diseased and diagnosed and taking medications when i was in europe i had so many people ask me why are you taking all those pills oh well this is a pill for my insomnia and this is a pill and they're like what the fuck like (laughs) why are you putting that shit into your body And we just become so accustomed to it that we don't see anything wrong with it. And I see the body. The body is the cure. The body is the answer. The body was made to heal and be in balance. But we do all this shit that puts it out of balance. And then we spend our whole lives trying to fix the imbalances, which just probably causes more with medicine, anything synthetic, anything man-made that you're putting into your body is not meant to be there. That's not how nature intended. And I'm not suggesting that you just stop all of your pills. Please talk to your doctor. But guess what? Just for some evidence, I was on Seroquel since I was 19. So for 10 years, I was taking Seroquel From my quote-unquote mental illness, which was really just a behavioral and psychological response to the trauma that was inflicted on me. So I was having a natural response that was normal. But I didn't know how to cope because I didn't have the skills back then. I didn't have the support. And so I became reliant on SSRIs and SNRIs and all these different medicines that became my lifeline and I knew a year or two ago I really didn't need the Seroquel anymore because this year I I don't have depression anymore at least not right now I haven't and I wanted to get off of it I even had a psychic medium say whatever medicine you're taking honey you don't need it you need to get off of that this year You need to get off all your medications, like no more medicine for you, unless it's, you know, healing medicine, like nutrition or something. But I thought if I stopped taking it, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I thought it was helping my insomnia. I got to tell you, I fall asleep way faster, way better than I ever did now that I'm off the circle than when I was on it these last couple of years. It was like a weight holding me down and it was all mental. It was like the placebo effect that I thought it was the answer when all along it was just a band-aid over a bullet wound that was becoming hella fucking pussy and infected. What we think, what we feed ourselves mentally is what becomes true for us. So I'm going to end this on a positive note and I'm going to say that. I'm recovering. I am healing. I'm getting better and better each passing moment with every passing day. And guess what? Not only that, I'm going to come back better than I was before. I'm going to feel better than I ever had in my whole entire life. And same goes for you. You can be healthy. You are healthy. Health is your divine birthright. And I feel like this was just a big message the universe had to send my way or else I was going to keep going down that path of potentially doing very drastic surgeries and shit all in the name of trying to be beautiful because as women we're told that's what makes us Worthy. That's our value. And if we don't have the societal standard, then we're not deserving. Is false. So, yes, my eating disorder very well could have killed me. It almost did back when I was younger, when I had the bulimia and I had the esophageal varices and I was eroding my teeth with all the stomach acid. But this time, it very well could have saved my life because guess what, guys? I've had so many tests done the last few weeks. I found out I had something that if I had gotten liposuction like I was planning, I could have had my organs punctured and passed away. And so that very well could have saved my entire life, even though right now it feels not so great but I felt better today than I have yesterday. And that's a start. And I'm going to take that as a sign that there is hope. And I hope you do as well.